That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you. Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. And welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to episode 246. Today I wanted to do a public service announcement and discuss Lyme disease. It's getting to be warmer weather. I don't know where you live where you're listening to this, but where I live in the mid-Atlantic slash northeast in New Jersey, we... Our winters have become so mild that the ticks don't really even die off in the winter anymore. But certainly they decrease, the amount of them that I see decreases. And then when spring hits and the weather warms up, we see more. And we live right on the edge of the woods, and my kids love to play in the woods. And so there are lots of deer who roam through there, so there are tons of ticks in the woods. And a few days ago... My son was out in the woods for the first time in quite a while through the winter, and he had a tick crawling on his chest that he noticed when he got in, in the bathtub that night. So he called me, and, we, and I took it off of him. But I thought it might be a good thing today to discuss Lyme disease a little bit. I had Lyme disease, our beloved dog, not the one we currently have, but the one we used to have, had Lyme disease. The people who live behind the woods, behind us, behind the woods, their their dog and the husband of the house had Lyme disease. So there's kind of like been a lot of Lyme that's, that's in our neighborhood because of the woods and the deer and everything. Anyway, Lyme disease can be a really chronic problem if it's not diagnosed relatively quickly. If you don't uh, look at the symptoms and suspect or your doctor doesn't suspect what it could possibly be, if that uh, 
bacteria, I think it's a bacteria, if that germ sits in your body for a long time, it can morph into other problems with concentration and cognition and uh, pain. and it, it, it can just wreak havoc on a body. So it's really important to know the early signs of it. And what I would encourage all of you parents to do, especially parents of younger kids who are going to be outside on the baseball field, on the soccer field, playing in the woods, uh, riding their bikes, you know, all that kind of stuff, is to know the signs and symptoms. So early signs of Lyme disease could be fever, chills, a headache, fatigue, muscle or joint pain, swollen lymph nodes. These are all also symptoms of kind of like the flu or a really bad cold. And so often you can overlook or uh, misinterpret the symptoms and not even think about Lyme disease. The biggest telltale sign, which isn't always there 100% of the time, is a rash, particularly a bullseye rash. So I'll share with you my story of Lyme disease. When my 11-year-old was a newborn baby, he was about five or six days old. And my then four-year-old had a t-ball game. And so we went to the t-ball game. It was uh, mid-May, so it was beautiful weather. And I took my son, my infant son, and sat, moved my chair and sat, my husband moved my chair and I sat under the trees in the shade to feed him during the game. And at one point, a few minutes after I sat down there with him, I looked down at him and he had a tick crawling on his head, a big tick, not a deer tick. But those ticks, any kind of tick can carry any kind of tick diseases, tick-borne diseases. And so I looked down, I saw the tick crawling on him. I panicked like, oh my gosh. And I tried to flick him away quickly, but he wouldn't flick away because he was kind of already, they must have sticky little feet or something like suction cups. He wasn't flicking easily. He wasn't embedded in my, my son's skin, but he was not easy to get off. So I had to actually grab the thing and pull him off of my son's head. And so, and then I just tossed the tick into the grass and continued feeding him. Then I would say a day or two later, I woke up with a severely stiff neck. I mean, I felt I could barely turn my head. And I thought, oh my gosh, I must have slept funny on my neck. Oh, it's so sore. I can't barely move it. But then, you know, I've done that before. It's never been that sore. And within a few minutes or hours of waking up and I'm moving around, that stiffness goes away and I'm fine. This stiffness didn't go away. So the next, it was stiff all day and night. The next morning I wake up, same thing. I can barely move my neck. I can't turn my head. I have to turn my whole torso if I want to look to the side of me. And this goes on for a couple of days and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I think I'm too old to have kids. What the heck happened? 
at that point I was 34. So it wasn't like I was, you know, 90 or something. But I, I came to the erroneous conclusion, oh my gosh, I'm just too old to have kids. That's why my neck, I can't barely move my neck. I'm too old for this. And so I went days, weeks with this stiff neck. Then I also, within those first couple of days, it had gotten warmer because it was mid-May. And I remember feeling a little bit sweaty and scratching uh, my skin right under my rib cage. And I scratched pretty hard and I had a sharp nail. So I thought, ooh, that hurt. And I didn't think anything of it. Well, I don't know when the tick bit me. I don't know if it bit me when I felt that itch and I scratched it and it hurt. Or if the tick that was crawling on my son got back up on me, but he never bit him. I, I don't really know where the... I actually don't think it was when I had the itch. I think it was that tick that was on him, I think. But who knows? Because the symptoms started a day or two after that situation or that uh, event. So anyway, I remember scratching my skin right at my rib cage. And then later that day or the next day, I noticed that I had a big red spot. And I thought, oh, I must have really scratched hard to give myself a red spot. And it's still there a day later. And then I watched the red spot as it continued to spread on my stomach. And it spread and spread and spread. And then it got bigger and bigger. To, you know, it was a golf ball size. And then it was a tennis ball size. And then it was softball size. And as it spread out, the inside went back to flesh colored. But then... The, the ring, the outer ring of this rash thing kept growing. And it actually grew, this ring grew until it was the size of a dinner plate on my stomach. And it was so strange. And when I went to the pediatrician for my son's, I think, two-week checkup maybe, I showed her my stomach. You know, she said, how's he doing? How are you doing? And I said, I'm doing well, except I have this terribly stiff neck and look at my stomach. And she looked at it and said, oh, that looks like a contact irritation or something. Did you change your laundry detergent or anything? And I said, no, nothing that I can think of is different. So she gave me a prescription cream uh, to try and settle my skin down. I don't even remember what it was, but I, I used that and it did nothing. Then I went back for my four-week checkup with my obstetrician after my son was born. And he said, you know, how's he doing? How are you doing? Et cetera, et cetera. And I said, I feel terrible. I think I'm too old for this. And he, he said, why? What's going on? And I said, I have such a stiff neck. I can't even barely turn my head. I think it's because I'm sleeping on it funny. I think I'm too old to be a new mother. I don't know what the problem is. I have a headache. I get a fever sometimes. And look at my stomach. And I lifted my shirt and showed him. And he said, oh, honey, I think you've got Lyme disease. And I was like, what? And he said, I am 100% certain you have Lyme disease. And so he wrote me two scripts. He said, I'm going to give you a script for blood work to confirm it. And I'm going to give you a script for the antibiotics. Because I, you don't even need to, you can, I don't want you to take them until we get the blood work back. But this will prevent you from having to come back here and get another script. So take both of these, go straight to the lab and get your blood work. 
and then you're going to be starting on those antibiotics. And so I said, okay. So I went to the lab, bing, bang, boom. That's what it was. I had Lyme disease, started on the medicine immediately. Within three doses of the antibiotic, I felt like a new person. I felt completely back to my old self. The neck pain went away. The headache went away. The fever went away. The achiness went away. I was completely back to normal within three doses. And my doctor assured me, you know, I said, well, I, uh, when we were talking, I said, I, gosh, if it's that, I think I might have gotten it four weeks ago or three and a half weeks ago when he, we were at the t-ball game and the tick was crawling on him. Oh my gosh, am I going to have chronic Lyme disease now? And he said, no, no, no. A month is a really fast diagnosis. Most people don't figure it out that quickly. And so I said, okay. And boy, he was so right. And I'm so grateful to him for being able to see those symptoms and say, I know exactly what this is. If I hadn't had that appointment, I don't know how long I would have gone erroneously thinking I'm just getting old and this is why I feel this way. I really am grateful to him for finding that for me. And so I stayed on the medicine, whatever it was, two weeks, four weeks. I don't remember how long it was, but I've never had another problem with the effects of Lyme disease. I think it stays in your system forever, but it never flares up. I never have an issue. So now I'm very careful to make sure the kids, we, they or me, check their bodies to make sure they are tick-free after playing outside in the woods. And I just wanted to share that story with you because it's tick season and I want to make sure your kiddos are safe and that you just keep in the back of your mind what the symptoms of Lyme disease look like so that if your child complains of a stiff neck or they have a bullseye rash or they start showing flu-like symptoms that seem odd because it's the middle of summer or something like that, that you'll maybe remember this episode and say, hmm, let me look further into this. And I share it also because I don't want to send you into a panic of fear and worry. I It took a month for me to figure out mine, and I'm totally fine. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I hope that it helps somebody out there if their child ends up experiencing some similar kinds of symptoms, and you can jump on it as quickly as I did. All right, that wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope that you make it a fabulous tick-free day.